Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on summer camp, why I think it's so important, the benefits for kids and, and families in general around summer camp. If summer camp seems out of reach, and it is quite expensive, so it is not possible for a lot of families, there are some ways um, to reduce costs and maybe even have bursaries, and I'll kind of talk a little bit about ways to possibly get to your, your kids to summer camp if that's not an option for you. But I do want to talk about um, some do's and don'ts and really the ways that I think summer camp can enhance children's sense of self, their independence, their self-esteem, leadership. So today's episode will be all things summer camp. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Clary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So, you know, I'm a huge proponent of summer camp. I think it is such an amazing opportunity for kids. If, if from the outset, it's something that really does seem out of reach. There are lots of nonprofit camps. There are organizations that will uh, help families with bursaries and scholarships. Um, they're just calling the camp and asking for discounts um, is definitely a possibility. A lot of camps offer financial assistance. Some have payment plans. So if it's something you feel strongly about, there are ways to get your kids to camp, even just for a week. Um, and there's lots of nonprofit camps where the cost is very, very little um, or nothing at all. So with that said, let's talk about summer camp. So let's start with the things that I think are really important about summer camps. I mean, there's the obvious, right? You're outside, you're in nature, kids are running around, they're in the trees, they're, they're learning about nature, they're learning about how to camp, how to do overnights and there's campfires and sing-alongs and just an amazing opportunity to be out of the city and amongst nature where I think all children do their best. It really is allows them to have real play opportunities where they're together, they're learning together, they're playing together. And the obvious, they're off screens. They're away from screens, all screens at camp, which has a huge impact, I think, on mental health, on social uh, health, and just in general, um, really building those skills that children need uh, for good emotional and social health. I think it, what's interesting is this generation of children, they're probably the safest physically, for sure, but I would say they're the most risk adverse. Camp really offers a safe and positive place to practice healthy risk-taking, like really like pushing yourself a little bit and challenging yourself, everything from ropes courses to swimming, to diving, to overnight. It really allows kids to have exposure to activities that they normally wouldn't have. Um, and I think sometimes just those moments where kids are, you know, on the bunk bed, or just sitting in the cabin, making friendship bracelets, communicating, talking, sharing all together. I mean, those are really um, precious memories. And really what happens at camp is kids get very, very close. There's, there's, a, there's an intensity to camp relationships and they happen very fast that you often don't see at school. Camp friends just tend to be closer. 
And when you're at camp, you go into a, like a, it's like a time warp, like a day at camp feels like a week or two in the city. It's just a really interesting environment where relationships just intensify in the best way, I think. I think the other benefits are just being independent from mom and dad, right? We tend to over parent, we tend to over function, we tend to do way more things for them than they need to do. Um, and the truth is, if your kid goes to summer camp, even for a few days, even for a week, but especially if they go for longer, they will literally come back a different child. They will come back with more self-help skills, with more independence. They'll ask you to do things less for them. They'll be more proud of the things they can do on their own. That may fade over time, but certainly when they first come back from camp, you'll notice a change. And all of those things, I think, really build self-confidence, improve self-esteem, helps them with decision-making. Um, I just think there's, you know, in ca character building and personal growth, Just there's just so many reasons why I think camp um, is important. So let's talk about getting kids ready for camp. If if it's something you're able to do and your child can go to camp, there's a few things that come up. One is, you know, we have to sort of let them go and it's hard for us to let our babies go. They'll be far away and there's lots of worries about will they really be watched properly and, you know, are they going to be safe? But honestly, summer camps would not be in business if they ended up, you know, with kids getting hurt or losing kids, like it just wouldn't be a thing. It's a really safe industry. The camping industry takes child safety very, very seriously. I think too, what they will get is exposure to relationships with other younger adults. And so in general, the young people who go to camp to become counselors or leader, you know, or CITs or unit heads are generally really enthusiastic you know, lovers of nature, lovers of camp, outgoing, you know, not afraid to sing and be silly and dress up. And it just allows kids to see a whole side of adults um, and adults that are cool and adults that, that they can relate to. We like to think we're cool, but we're not so cool. Um, so having younger adults as role models, I think is another really important thing. So as your kids go to camp, just know the staff are well-trained. They have you know, a whole week or more of training and safety training and um, drills and, you know, safety drills and all kinds of things. So your child is really going to be safe at camp. Um, if you are projecting too much that you're going to miss them too much, or you're worrying too much about whether they're going to have an okay time, they, kids will gauge their response based on ours. So if they see that in your eyes, they're going to worry more than they would normally. So, you know, you can be very honest and say, I'm going to miss you. And it's going to be hard not seeing you here. And I, I certainly will miss seeing you every day, but I am so excited for you. And I just think you're going to have adventures and I'm really happy for you to have that opportunity. You want to really help your kids understand that you can hold two very different emotions at the same time. You can be sad that they're going, you can miss them, but also be incredibly excited for them. They can also be really scared to go and really worried that they're going to miss you, but also really excited. Um, there's some very nice things you can do to help them with homesickness. You can write little notes. You can have little transitional objects that they can take with them, um, pictures that they can put up on the wall. I know from, I, I used to actually, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to go, especially in Ontario, to a number of different summer camps at the beginning of every season and do staff training. 
um, really teaching the calm technique and the connected parenting techniques to counselors. But I know that all the camps have really good training and really excellent trainers, and they will spend quite a bit of time on homesickness. And usually it's just the first night. So what camps generally do is they try to really tire the kids out. So day one, they're exhausted. So they just crash and fall asleep at night and don't have too much time to be homesick. But if they are, the counselors know what to do. Um, there's a whole protocol in place. And to be honest, this is one of those things that um, you can put in the category of healthy adversity, that when a kid thinks, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get through this. I miss my mom so much. I miss my dad so much. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have to go home. And then within a couple of days, they're really involved in the camp atmosphere and really loving it. Um, it's something they learn that they can do, something that feels really difficult and really impossible that they can overcome. And that's such an important thing to know, looking, looking back when they have another situation that's very similar, they know that they can actually get through it. So it, it really is um, a great thing for them to learn how to do. In general, kids are not that homesick during the day because they're busy and they're active and they're having fun. It's at night that they'll tend to be more homesick. Um, with kids in letters, if they're at camp for a while, they'll be letter writing. I think they have bunk notes now where a lot of it's done by email, but um, what you'll normally, you will not, I mean, some kids will write letters and say they're having a great time, but for the most part, when the kids are having fun, they don't want to write a letter. They're not thinking about you. They aren't thinking, oh, I got to tell mom about this. They're so in the moment. They're having such a good time that really happy kids at camp generally don't write letters. They usually will if the counselors make them. And there's usually a couple of points during the week where they, everybody has to sit down and write a letter home. Um, if you do get letters, it's usually when something's not gone so well, like somebody took their towel or somebody left them out or they're upset about something. And so you'll have, you have to keep in mind that you, if you do get more letters, they're often about kind of complainy type things. But by the time you get that letter, they have moved on. They don't even remember it. They're fine. So I like to give parents a little, a little warning about the kind of letters you'll get back. Um, I think just, you know, knowing that they have that independence, that they're having that amazing experience, they can do it on their own without you, without their dad, without siblings, I think is such an important thing for them and goes so far really in terms of self-esteem and self-confidence. Um, when kids come back from camp, what usually happens is their you know, first little honeymoon phase, they're really happy to be home and they're excited and they missed you and everything's happy. And then there's a little camp crash where they miss camp and they think about what they'd be doing at that time of day. And they miss all the jokes and the inside you know, jokes that people had with each other. And then there's sort of a homesickness phase for camp that happens at the end. And you just got to let your kids work that through. Um, you know, that's when you pull out your mirroring. That's when you do a lot of mirroring and a lot of connecting, um, about what it feels like to be home and they can be happy to ho be home, but also be sad to be home at the same time. Um, and that doesn't usually last too, too long. And then they get back into the regular routine. But what you should notice when they get home is more initiative, more independence. I can do it myself. I've got this. Um, and that those are usually the amazing, amazing benefits of camp. So if you're on the fence about camp, and I really strongly feel like it's an important opportunity. And if this sounds wonderful, but you're not sure how you can do it, um, just don't be afraid to call a camp and say, do you have financial assistance? Do you, do you ever give discounts? Um, look into the nonprofit camps. They're just as good. The staff are just as amazing. Uh, they're just as safe. Um, and often there's little uh, to no fee. 
So if it's a possibility for you, I really suggest that you do that. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting. Don't forget to go to connectedparenting.com for more information. We've got courses, my books. We have um, our Connected Parenting Village, which is a great place to practice techniques and get support from other parents and also from Connected Parenting practitioners. Um, The courses are great too. I get a chance to uh, speak to people in the monthly coaching calls from all over the world, which is kind of amazing. Uh, especially when you hear people are all struggling with the same kinds of things. So that's another amazing opportunity. So thank you so much. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.